Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. Today we have a special guest joining us all the way from Singapore, y'all. Jenny Tone. Jenny Tone is an International Coaching Federation Associate Certified Coach who runs her own coaching practice called River Life Coaching. She is passionate about coaching introverted individuals to be more visible on their own terms and to empower them to live fully and joyfully. Today's episode, she talks about empowerment through introversion. She empowers us women, encourages us, gives us tips, and she also tells us the difference between coaching, mentoring, counseling, and therapy. So you want to stay tuned. It was truly a pleasure having her on. I learned a lot from her. Also, I want to thank you. I truly, truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Also, just to let you know, like I've always said in the past, your feedback really do matters. I would love to hear from you all. Let us know how we're doing. We're entering the second half of the year. Can't y'all believe it? So we want to hear how we're doing. Your feedback really, really do matters. And let us know what we're doing, what we need to do, and how we're doing. So truly, let us know. DM us. Hit me up. Anyways, I'm talking way too much. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Oh, we back again. Welcome back to another episode of Sisters Crown Podcast. A podcast for women uplifting women to change the mindset of competing to uplifting one another. I am your host, Bill Keese Asaramo. Let's get into it. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Bill Kess. Glad to be on your show. Oh, I'm happy to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Well, uh, I'm based in Singapore, Bill Kess, so it's actually Saturday morning right now. Oh, and it's only, what, Friday here? Yes. What time Saturday morning, your time? <laughs> quite quite early. It's about half past seven in the morning. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's just four thirty, about 4.30 over here in Los yes, Angeles. Yes. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us here today. I know today we're talking about empowerment through introversion. But before mm. we start, can you please introduce yourself? Sure, sure, Bill Cass. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet uh, so that we can get to the meat of the today's uh, uh, episode. Sure. I, yeah, I'm a lawyer. I've been uh, working as a lawyer for the past 25 years. I still do uh, a bit of legal consulting work on the side. Right now, my heart is in coaching. So I trained as a coach in 2019, uh, got my credential through International Coaching Federation, which is a global nonprofit organization that ensures high standard high standards and a strong code of ethics for the coaches. So Bill Kess, naturally, as a trained lawyer, I was uh, struggling actually when I wanted to become a coach because I was thinking, wow, that's totally at the other end of the spectrum because I'm mm-hmm. sure you've seen on the social media, sign up for a coaching program for $4.99. <laughs> so that was a lot for me. So I struggled. That's why I put myself through a one-year training, uh, got myself credentialed by ICF. I'm now working towards the next level of credentialing. Yay, ICF. Uh, yay. I love yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Started my business, River Life Coaching, in uh, April 2020. So actually, next week will be the second year anniversary of my business. It's amazing, right? I mean, oh, wow. if I had held back, thank you. 
if I had held back and waited, you know, and have all this and, and succumb to all my doubts and mm-hmm. uh, I guess worries about getting out of my comfort zone, I wouldn't be here talking to you and my business would just be still in my head. So we'll definitely talk about how to be empowered to move forward with your passions because that's what I'm really passionate about. So yes, doing coaching right now, uh, coaching uh, women. It's not that I don't coach men, but I think naturally because there are some people you resonate with and there are some people yes. who would prefer to work with someone else. So that's fine. I, my aim is not to serve everyone. My aim is to serve people who can really resonate with me and who trust me and, and who can find that, you know, Jenny can bring out the best in me. Because I believe in coaching, every person has the best uh, resources, solutions, uh, potential within themselves. Sometimes as a coach, we just shine the torchlight, help them clarify things a bit, and yeah. then off they go. So it's really exciting in that sense. Yeah. Sorry, that, that took a bit longer. You see, when I'm talking about coaching, it's very <laughs> I'm very passionate about it. No, 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 no. Thank you. It gives us an entirety of what who you are, who you are and what you're about. So thank you so much um, for even going into details. Um, so what what is empowerment through introversion? What is that about? Okay, so for the longest time, um, I didn't know I was an introvert. I was very shy as a child. So mm-hmm. people tend to associate introverts as shy. Yes, a lot of times because we are quiet and, and more uh, reserved, they mm-hmm. say that we are shy. <clears throat> shyness is something you can overcome. So over the years, I've learned to overcome my shyness. Introversion is more um, where you draw your energy from. So intro, introverts draw their energy from within. Mm. So uh, introverts will be uh, fine with people, but maybe for a shorter period of time as compared to extroverts, because extroverts draw their energy from other people. We do need quite a lot of downtime to reflect and, and to introspect and wow, to this be is by ourselves. Wow, yes. this is interesting information. I did not know this. Yes, so so that's how it is. So when I was practicing as a young lawyer, I, I was a trial attorney then. So I spent a lot of time uh, in court, you know, speaking. So my energy was already spent there. So after that, the lawyers always want to hang out, go for drinks. And I find myself struggling because all I wanted to do was go home or find a quiet corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't understand introversion there, I felt guilty and I felt bad because I was thinking, why don't I want to spend time with the people I like? Now that I know, it's perfectly fine. So one point that I want to encourage your audience who are introverts, uh, give yourself permission to mm-hmm. actually leave a gathering, there's nothing wrong as long as you tell people that you know you're tired and you need to go home. There's really nothing wrong. So that's one way I, I'm seeing about being empowered. Truly mm-hmm. giving yourself permission to do what you need to do. I know, I know in nowadays we, we try to adhere to society's expectation. Maybe all along that's what we've been doing. But now people are more aware of yeah. each person's unique uh, needs, right? Right. So I know... Um... We're going to be talking about the difference between coaching, counseling, and mentoring. I think this is something that is very important because there are a lot of people that don't know the difference. Sure. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up. This is also something I'm quite passionate about educating people about uh, simply mm-hmm. because all three, you know, counseling, therapy, coaching, and mentoring, they all help you, Bill Kiss, as the person, but they all help you in, in different ways. So let's start with the, the, with the one that's most commonly seen in the workplace, a mentor. So Bill Kiss 
just say that you have a mentor, it means this person is someone who's been in the industry 10 years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And in a mentor-mentee relationship, there is a different hierarchy. The mentor is higher than the mentee because simply because of the knowledge and the years of wisdom. And the, the relationship is more like guidance, sharing, uh, the, the mentor sharing his wisdom with you and you listening and, and kind of taking it in as well. So, so that's the mentor-mentee relationship. For a counsellor, it's more to deal with an emotional pain or trauma or, or yeah, some emotional issue and, and a counsellor mm-hmm. will go to the deep root of that issue. So let's just say you've got anxiety. Uh, she will explore when the anxiety first came about, what was that triggering uh, event, and then really try to understand, you know, how it started to take root and all that. So a lot of time spent on past uh, events. Coaching, I'm not saying that we don't, if, if you tell me you're anxious at work, I'm not saying we don't spend time exploring that. We do. And once we identify, you know, the event, we will then circle back to your present day. How are you feeling now? and uh, whether it's good or bad and where do you want to get to so there's quite a forward-looking um, perspective mm-hmm. so with the anxiety how do we help you manage the anxiety better and then how do we then work towards your goals if your goals is to say i want to get through a work day feeling really calm and at peace mm-hmm. will work towards that so you can see a counselor and a coach can work together with the same individual my request is that to all my clients as well that if you see a counselor let me know and let your counselor know that you're seeing a coach so then we both know you're getting help on both sides because i've heard mm-hmm. quite a lot in my coaching conversations that this person may need therapy. So I'll just openly ask, are you seeing a therapist? And if the person says no, uh, then I'll gently just consider the options and then uh, kind of remind that person I'm not a trained therapist. So I do draw the lines quite clear because I don't want people to be uh, misled or, you know, I'm I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing. So I'm quite careful in that. So I think that's from my legal training. Yeah. No, it's good. I think it's really good that you let them know right from the jump, right from the beginning. It's important that they know. Yes. And so for coaching? Oh, yes. For coaching, it's more of uh, forward looking, like I said. So we may uh, talk about strategies to deal with the anxiety, but it's always to help the client get closer to the goal that mm-hmm. they want. So it's client driven. Sometimes clients who are not uh, familiar with coaching, they'll tell me, Jenny, so what should I be talking about? That's when I explore how's their life situation right now, what's mm-hmm. really going well, and, and what they could need a bit of support in. So in, in this kind of discovery calls, that's when we unearth one or two areas that they, they probably want to get better at. So if you think about coaching, uh, it's about getting from good to better to great. Wonderful. So I know you're going to be discussing more about the reason why you started coaching for introverts. Yes. Uh, similarly, because like what I said in the beginning, not everyone will resonate with me. Uh, I'm an introvert, so I do talk about introversion and, and showing up in an introverted way on social media. And um, that's why I'm, I'm passionate about coaching introverted uh, women for the simple reason that I am one. And I, I want people to see uh, introversion as a unique strength. Just like mm-hmm. uh, extroverts, they have their strengths of really not being afraid. Well, maybe, yes, they, they are afraid, but they don't spend too long thinking about their fears because they they are more outward, right? So they don't mm-hmm. spend so much time reflecting. They see a fear, they probably push themselves against it and go on to do what they do. Introverts, 
may see a fear or you know something that they're cautious about and then because of our introverted traits we spend a lot of time thinking about it and mulling about it and then depending on how much you think about it you tend to withdraw uh, deeper and deeper within your shell and that's mm -hmm. why you don't you don't take action so i'm not saying do a complete change and just push through it's good to reflect because this is what we do naturally uh, However, there will have to come a point of time when you've done as much reflection or thinking that you need to put yourself into action. And how I encourage uh, my clients to see that is connect with the purpose or the reason why you want to do a particular thing. So if it's like, okay, I need to give a good presentation. So that's your purpose. That's your why. Mm. And yes, you have all these fears about speaking out to a large group of people. But when you really connect with the purpose, I need to give this presentation because then you list out why. Because I'm the subject matter expert. Because mm. I know the audience will benefit from what I'm saying. Uh, and of course, because my boss told me to do so. So you list out as many reasons mm -hmm. as you can why you need to do a thing and, and really connect with it. And I think when you focus more on delivering what the audience need, mm -hmm. um, you will be more able to, to take that step out. Because for myself, when I uh, think about me or what would people think about me, whether people will judge me, whether people will like what I'm saying, what's my content, I won't do it. However, if I think, Lucas, that there is this one woman listening to this podcast who will really benefit from what I'm saying, that's when I really put myself out there and I get really passionate about what I'm talking about because I feel that if I stay in myself so much, then I'm depriving that one person of that benefit, right? Mm -hmm. Of just hearing, hey, I am not alone. Someone understands me. And I think that's right. powerful. Yeah, I believe, I think that's powerful too. Just knowing that there's someone just like you and you're being heard and you're being seen at the same time. And I think that's very important uh, for every and each woman to to find that, you know, yes. space where, they're, where they see someone that's like them. And, you know, how do introverts be more visible in workplace, social gatherings, places where they could still be authentic but be more visible so it's uh one one strength i mean I, again this is generalization but what i've noticed is one strength of introverts is that we are really good at building deep one-to-one -one relationships i'm not saying that extroverts don't have deep meaningful deep relationships mm -hmm. uh, it's just that introverts we, we take pains because we connect better in a smaller circle or with one-to-one -one conversations. We do really take pains to understand that person. So I say leverage that as your strength. So if you're in a corporate world and you are new to the organization, spend the first few weeks identifying who you can get to know better and, and do it in a one-to-one in a -one manner. I know working remotely and from home, that's more difficult. So I do coach my clients to be more intentional, kind of like set little targets. Like today, I want to talk to Bill Kess more and I would, uh, you feel awkward, uh, then you do have to do a lot of planning. So I have one client who says that I don't want to disturb that person because I can't see whether that person is busy or not. Mm. So I, I asked her, status quo, you don't do anything. That doesn't make an improvement in your relationship within the team. Mm -hmm. However, if you just try, what's the worst that can happen? The person says no you are still back to status quo. It doesn't make it worse than status quo. But however, if that person says, yes, I can speak to you at 2 p.m., 
there you have it you've got this opening right and then from that conversation you get to learn about that person so you can see to to support an introvert to be more visible we do have to have a lot of planning um, whether you know with a sounding board like a coach or within ourselves to try and think like oh, okay if I do this what will happen so that's like an mm -hmm. internal dialogue going on in your mind it's not impossible it's just that you know you need to get to a point where the internal dialogue has to stop and you have to take you know that small step out so I always encourage my clients to say what would be the easiest step to take outside your comfort zone so we start with the easiest step so the easiest step for this person is to drop an email to the colleague it's mm -hmm. very easy or to drop a slack message you know it's, it's very easy the difficult thing would be if they're in the office she has to walk up to him and say hi would you like a cup of coffee that's the difficult one so we always work with the easier one and i think when you have like a success like you've managed to connect with that employee that success will fuel you to say hey that one small step wasn't so bad right i'm sure i can do another yeah. one yeah okay yeah that makes sense so like for me, as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, like, mm. am I an introvert or an extrovert? Because, or maybe I'm both. Because I do have moments where I feel like <laughs> I don't want to talk to no one. And I'm very, I feel like I am shy. And I feel like I became more shy as I got older. Mm. Um, my background is theater. Years ago, so I was a, a theater actress. I used to perform a lot on stage. And I remember when I first performed on stage, I was, it was during my senior year in high school. And I remember being so nervous, so nervous. And my teacher at that time, he was like, this is good. It's good. You're supposed to be nervous. Now use that energy. And then he literally, because I think what even made me more nervous that moment was I was, I was not aware that I was going to mm -hmm. perform. So I, I was showing up to class like I was always supposed to show up to class. But when I walked in, I was because we were doing the class in the auditorium. I walked in and the light was dim. There it mm. had to be over 200 students sitting down. So I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, yeah, you're performing today. Today the show is going <laughs> on. Like, I felt butterflies in my stomach. I was nervous. I was like, what is going on? You know, this is just too much. How could you do this to me? And he was like, go, 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 go. Lights on, camera action, go. And I'm like, <laughs> and I did it, right? But um, I went off to college, um, decided to study, study theater acting and really worked on my craft. And then I find myself still okay. I'm, I'm going on stage, performing, you know, doing great things while in my undergrad. Now I moved to California where I'm studying um, film acting. Mm. So I went from theater to film acting. And I was doing good too. I, I was doing good. I was, I was, I was booking, you know, different um, gigs. But, you know, most of the gigs, I, most of the gigs that I was booking were like no payment right so mm -hmm. I find myself like doing the extra trying to make sure they pick me and most of the time I did get picked and there's times where I didn't get picked and it could be for the slightest smallest reason like oh maybe we decided to go with this um person because of whatever reason and they will kind of explain to me like no you did good it's just because of that but then mm -hmm. I find out after I, I, I wouldn't say I let go of theater but when I'm doing other things that requires me to talk in front of people or when I'm in church or I find myself so shy and mm. like, I don't want to talk. And I don't know if it's, if it's cause I lack confidence in that area. 
I don't know what causes me to go back into my shell and say, you know what, I don't want to do this. I'm nervous. I can't go in front of people. And then I find myself at times too, when I'm at work and um, I'm next to talk for some reason. And the funny thing is, as I have the, I have the, the opportunity to not have to talk, but I find myself having to talk. And Mm. in that moment, I'm like, no, 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 no. And then I start talking, but I feel like there's something like some part of me feels like, can I, can it, can I be both? Or is when you're an introvert, you just have, you're just an introvert. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Mm. What I'm hearing, Bill Cass, is a lot of times you are like having that inner dialogue in your in your mind. And a mm-hmm. lot of times that inner dialogue is our inner critic and judge. So that's not so much of an introversion trait. I think that's a human trait. So for extroverts, mm-hmm. they also have their own inner judge. So uh, backtrack a bit when you say that, I don't know whether I'm introvert or extrovert or I'm both. Uh, we are all human beings. So even though we're introvert, there is a spectrum. So some people are more introverted introverts. and Some people are mm-hmm. a bit more social introverts. So there's interesting categories of uh, introversion as well. So let's not, we don't need to go into that. It's just to recognize that you are an unique individual mm-hmm. and whatever you have, it's, it's not to be boxed in. So sometimes there are days that you have to be more extroverted and, you know, and there are days that you need to be more quiet. So back to this uh, inner critic and, uh, and also, yes, uh, before that, um, I've read somewhere that speaking or, or being out there presenting or acting is one of the, you know, is one of the most common fears apart from flying <laughs> so it's perfectly normal for you to feel that and like I said your, your teacher said go out there you know really uh, connect with that energy it's the adrenaline that that gets you going so naturally mm-hmm. everyone is nervous before they present in front of a large audience or, or perform right is right. to really connect again with the purpose why am I doing that so if you're a theater actress why am I doing this because I want to hone my craft because if I hold it back all within myself and just in my room and perform who will enjoy it how will people you know see the richness of this play and if you are in a play it's not just you so if you think about it it's just not me I am just one person in this whole big production and we're all bringing it to life so when you reconnect with the purpose the bigger purpose Mm -hmm. and I think despite the the anxiety and all that you'll be able to push yourself out because you've reconnected with the bigger purpose. And I guess in, in the workplace, it's a bit like your inner critic say that, you know, I don't need to speak, but uh, do, do I really have to speak? That's like your inner judge saying that, Bill Cass, why do you need to speak? You don't have anything much to say. And if you keep listening to your inner critic, who is not helpful? Sometimes they pretend that the voices in your head pretend to be like, oh, I'm taking care of you, you know, don't, don't do this. Don't, mm. don't start your business because you're going to fail. People are going to laugh at you. So I'm going to take care of you. Just stay here. They, they want that, you know, it's, it's a lie. They're all lies. So when they say, you know, just stay here, it's safe. Question it. Is it really safe? Okay, it's safe. But am I happy? You know, I struggled with a lot of what ifs. So I, I had to push through that because I couldn't live with the what ifs. I needed answers whether it, it's successful or not. At least I can tell myself, I've tried. I went there. It didn't fail. Let's come back to the drawing board and let's work on it again. So, you know, you, you just have to come to grips that uh, all these voices, which may seem to sound like they're protecting you, they're taking care of you. It's your inner voice, inner critic holding you back. Mm. 
Wow, that's that's a good observation. It's, it's good to hear. See, this is why coaching is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have like, it in you, and you yeah. kind of know it. It's just that when you just need to hear it back. So in a coaching session, my clients will be tech talking about their thoughts, and then when the thoughts come out of their head, they're like, "Oh, Jenny, I see it. It's there. You know, mm-hmm. I I can't take it back now." So when it's out there, what do you need to do about it? So that's when you start thinking about, "Oh, okay, what can I do about it?" Because a lot of times it's in our head. In a way, it's also safe. We are hiding, right? And mm-hmm. in in coaching, it's a safe, confidential space, but you get to say it out. And and that's when uh when you say it out, you can't run away from it anymore. You're forced to do something about it, and that's mm-hmm. how you start making steps forward. Yes, and that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. It's just literally laying it all out there and just saying, "Wow, I need to change this. I need to change that. And this is what I'm gonna do. And this is how I'm gonna get there." And you know, it's beautiful when you actually see yourself doing the work. Yes, doing the and, work. And also, I also want to encourage your listeners to say that, "Oh, no, coaching isn't about. I need to change this. I need to change that." Yes, there is that. But I also spend a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, encouraging my clients to see the present moment. And, mm-hmm. and you, as you know, women, we wear a lot of hats. We have a lot of responsibilities. We always go, go, go. How often is it that we take a step back and we say, you know, Bill Cass, I am strong. I am worthy. So I, I take my clients to say that. And and people do struggle in saying that. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 I'm not strong. I'm not strong. I have a client who, who couldn't say that. She, she who said that I'm not very resilient, Jenny. I've never been resilient in my life. Then we went through life experiences, her life experience. And I said, that's resilience there from what I'm hearing. That's re- resilience there. That's another event that you're so resilient. Then she's like, no, it's just doing what I had to do. Then I asked her, what do you think resilience is about? <laughs> you know, Ooh. so we clarified. And then after several coaching sessions, she saw herself as being truly resilient because she is. It's just that she didn't take time to recognize all mm. that she's gone through. She didn't uh, celebrate her successes. So yes, coaching is always about setting goals and moving forward, but it's also appreciating how far you've come to today, That's right? True. Instead of beating mm-hmm. yourself up. So I, I also a cheerleader. I mean, I don't just say, good job, Bill Cass, keep going, keep going. No, mm-hmm. I, I'm a cheerleader in the sense that I help you see what I see, you know, mm. the richness of you as a person. Yes, yes. And that's, like I said, that's the beauty of coaching. I love, I love coaching. Also, what else do you think we can add to today's um, episode that can benefit an introvert um, to empower them that we haven't spoke about or um, addressed yet? Well, there are many practical tips, and um, this is just a simple one. I, I know in the States that uh, it's more open now, and then, you know, all of you can go out and have social gathering, and, and that's uh, quite nice. But for introverts, they're like, oh, no, we have to do social gatherings. We have to do networking events again. So just a simple tip is that if you have to do it, or if you feel like, okay, I want to try doing mm-hmm. it, again, prepare, set yourself like a little goal. So I've, I've coached a client who says, that I need to go to this big networking event, but I just feel so lost. Either I I, I stumble, I feel so awkward. So we set a goal that you just need to connect with two people and with these two people, learn three new things that you've that about this person. That, that discover three things about this new person. Right. And and so that's like, oh, okay, at least it's a quite a clear goal. And and that puts that person almost on a mission to find two mm-hmm. people to learn three things about. And then you can also set yourself a time limit. I'll only stay in this event for two hours. And after that, 
you know, I, I will just uh, take leave. And uh, it's just simple things like this. So you can see this is things that you give yourself permission for. So you don't have to follow uh, what an extrovert does naturally is connect with 25 people and stay on for hours. Don't feel guilty. You can't do that. Be realistic about what you're comfortable mm -hmm. or yeah. slightly uncomfortable in doing because maybe going to the networking event is slightly uncomfortable. But yeah. once you do that and you get to meet your goal, two people, three new things about each person, you feel that, hey, that wasn't so bad. So the next social event or networking event that you have to go to, let's try three or let's try four and then see how that goes. So again, you can see progressive small steps. Yes. So um, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say <laughs> something. Hey, <laughs> when I do this, um, yes, I remember now. So earlier when you were talking, you were mentioning something about, I believe you said something like most times um, introverts have like one friend or one close friend or I, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, I, I miss. It's, it's okay. Yes. Yes. So you mentioned something like that. It's about friendship. Like they don't really, do they have a lot of friends or they just have that one friend that they really close with? And they, they are good in building close one-to-one -one relationships. So I, okay. I think we, we do keep quite a tight circle, like almost like an inner circle. And it's not that we cannot make friends, uh, you know, with everyone. It's just that we, we take pains to really build deep, meaningful relationships. And, I, and as you can guess, that will take up our energy, right? So if I, I have a deep conversation with someone and after that, as much as I love that person, I am also tired. So I need time to recharge. So that's why maybe by Ooh. our nature, we don't have as many friends as extroverts. It's, it's not that we are antisocial or anything. It's just that it takes a lot out of us. And, and we like to nurture and, and grow our relationships. Got it. Thank you so much for clarifying that. Because I was like, oh, what? Let me hear that again. So that's why I was like, <laughs> let me see what you said. Because like, let me hear what you, you have to say about that. Because I wasn't too sure if uh, I heard right. And that's why I wanted to clarify. I don't know sure. someone yeah. else was listening to and might be like, what, what did she say? So I wanted to- No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, introverts are, you know, very uh, uh, reclusive. Although there would be some who say that I just need two friends in my life. So, so that's perfectly fine. It's coming back to recognizing who you are, what you need and giving yourself permission for that. So you don't have to compare yourself with another person who has like 10 friends, right? And you say that I only need two. If you need two, so be it because that's what you need. Yes. And I agree with you. I, I like I tell people right now, I can only count with one hand. Okay. <laughs> I can oh, literally, I, I really do appreciate um, very close knit, authentic friendship. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that likes so many people. And I'm also learning to normalize the word acquaintance, coworker, um, rather than just saying, oh, she's my friend or he's my friend and, you know, but we're not close outside of work. Mm -hmm. We don't talk. So um, mm -hmm. I'm normalizing using the proper words when it comes to people and my relationship with them. So if mm -hmm. you're my very close friend um, is likely, I will call you my sister. Um, mm -hmm. And then if, if, if I call you a friend, it's probably, I really like you. We have built some type of rapport where we do hang out, where we do do a lot of great things. And then mm -hmm. acquaintances, like once in a while, I see you or I know of you or I follow you here and there. And then coworkers, just coworker, you know. So I'm mm -hmm. really learning in the past few years to really normalize using those words 
and not just call everybody my friend. That is not really mm. my friend. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, it's perfectly fine. And, yeah. and also it resonates with what I'm thinking when I'm uh, putting myself out there to, to uh, begin relationships with potential clients. It, it's fine. I cannot call everyone my client, right, Bill? Guess and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank you so much, um, Jenny, for joining us here at Sisters Crown and really letting us know what introvert and extrovert, the difference and about your coaching. How can we reach out to you, those that are, might be interested in um, being coached by you? Where are the best ways um, they can reach out to you directly? Um, I have a website, so it's www.riverlifecoaching.com. I'm also active on LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, you can find it under River Life Coaching, or you can find me in my personal accounts under the name Jenny Toe. Either way, it's fine. And I know you'll put all this in your show notes so people can't get lost. You and the beauty of technology have- is... <laughs> and the beauty of technology is we can, we are now connecting, right? You you're on Pacific time, I'm on Singapore time, but we're connecting. That's how we can I can even coach people uh, at your end of the world. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we are all people, and if you find that you know, hmm, okay, I I can relate to what Jenny is talking about, just feel free to hop over to my website, schedule a free complimentary thirty minute call, and then let's just see where it goes. If you say fine, you know, you're, you're not the right coach for me, that's fine. But I hope that in our conversation, as when you're listening to this record, this episode as well, you would have gathered some value out of it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So like you stated, I will put it in um, the episode synopsis so people sure. are able to uh, reach out to you directly. But before we go, do you have any final thoughts or any words of encouragement um, that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, this is more like to just people in general, I guess my heart goes out to women as well. Um, because we wear so many hats, right? Uh, a lot of times we keep giving and giving. Um Taking care of yourself. I know self-care, when people say self-care, you think about going to a spa or anything or you know, something long, three-hour meditation. I'm not talking about that. Just taking time to look after yourself if and to do something that energizes you. If it's just to enjoy your morning coffee, which I did before coming into this uh, podcast to, to speak with you, Bilkes. Just do something that you enjoy yourself because uh, I like to remind uh, your listeners uh, and both of us here as well that we cannot give from an empty cup so our cup you know our energy our joys we have to fill that up first then we are able to serve people and, and to fill other people's cup all right that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in remain blessed be encouraged be sure to check us out on instagram at sisters crown underscore podcast or on our website www.sisterscrown.com for the latest news and updates 